man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's going on, Kings fans? Checking in from the playoff contending Sacramento Kings. This is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Carraway. And I, I want to start this, I want to start this show off, Jason, by first of all, saluting you. Let me give you a round of applause because for I don't know, you can tell me the exact years, but the better part of 10 plus years, 10, 11, 12 years, you've had to deal with just unbelievably losing basketball. I've only been doing this particular thing, this media athletic thing for less than a year. And to come in when it was like mid-December and they had lost six in a row or lost like 15 of their last 17, and I'm sitting there like, what the hell are we going to talk about? What the hell am I watching? We still got three, four months of this. And the Kings have miraculously turned it around. But Jason, this that was just a mini glimpse of what you had to go through for the last decade. So I, I you're still standing. You're still here. I got to give you a round of applause, brother. Thank God for Hennessy. Thank God for Crown <laughs> Royal. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank God that I can find something to take my mind away. Because if it was just about the Kings, oh God, I'd been, I'd be. Like I said, I feel for the fans. Like I said, I, I tell fans they get mad and say, "How do you watch?" I said, "Because I have to." I said, "You got to remember this. Y'all can turn it off." Yeah. Y'all can be like, "This game is awful. I'm gonna go ahead and watch. I can. I'm gonna go watch something else. I'm gonna turn my league pass on." Nope, no, Jay, you sit there and watch all of this. You you take all you take you take them getting you know down by forty at MSG. Oh jeez, you, you take them going from down up eight. They were up like I remember one year they were up like fifteen eighteen. The Knicks playing like on a sixty to twelve run. I had never seen that before in my <laughs> life. Jesus. I was like, wh- I was like, what the hell is this? J.R. Smith getting his cardio in, you know. <laughs> Poor Zing is dropping like 30 in like 20 minutes and sitting out half the third in the fourth. I've seen some horrible things. Shout out to Spike Lee getting harassed last night. Yeah, man. Well, allegedly. 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 But the best part about that is we got another statement from the Knicks. Oh, Jesus. They issue statements on everything. I mean, Bro, their they, statement. They, more, they got more statements than wins. They got more statements yeah. than wins this year. They had the Richard Jefferson statement, we did not offer RJ a contract. We will not be <laughs> slandered by him. <laughs> uh, now, when that thing went down with Spike, all right, when I saw that was going on on my Twitter, you know, it's been it's been much discussed here that I got love for the Knicks. I was ready to get rid of Dolan. I mean, I already am, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. You leave Spike alone. But uh, like I said, allegedly, you know, they, they got video and pictures of him there courtside during the game they said it was a miscommunication with the entrance whatever the case may be so spike is safe but uh yeah that, that would have been it right there protect spike it. lee at all costs protect yes. sheldon lee at all cost <laughs> yes um but yeah man uh like i said i had to salute you because times are good right now in sacramento uh like future and drake would say life is good and I was just sitting here thinking the other day, I was like, man, I remember where we were at a month ago, and 
if we were still there, Jesus, that would be crazy. What would we be coming on here talking about? I mean, we'd find something because we're professionals, but oh man, if they didn't turn this thing around, it would get ugly. And I just thought about how you've had to deal with that for the last decade. So Yeah, but hey, they, they, no one feels sorry for me, you know, so. Yeah, that's what it is. But I, I, I got I to gotta start this, obviously, the Sacramento Kings in the midst of a um eleven and what eleven and five in our last sixteen is that what it is yeah eleven last and stretch. five since that day in Chicago when you know uh Kent Bazemore and Anthony Tolliver talked to the team shout out to a t getting bought out and then going lighting it up for the Memphis Grizzlies. doing doing his uh doing the the typical former kings thing doing typical, the, get, you know getting I mean? his Ariza on and get out of Sacramento <laughs> and find your game again find your legs find your you know your, like, the fountain of youth everything he's like wow I can make a shot again I couldn't make a, I couldn't make anything in Sacramento you know, but you know, it's you know, eleven and five since that talk. Since you know, what I like to call Jason, the talk. All right. Yeah. The, the talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The talk. You know that that's that night that Harry went up there and blocked the man, shot, blocked a dunk at the rim, and Buddy came off the bench. You know, all that happened that night. And that then hey, we got eleven and five cents. So, you know, and to me, I don't know if you want to start here. Talk about De'Aaron Fox and just what he's what he's done. Just over, the, you know, you look at you look at, at the cumulative effect of De'Aaron Fox, and I, I want to ask people for those who were killing the Kings and everyone when De'Aaron was out with the sprained ankle. Do you now see what they meant when they said we're missing De'Aaron Fox? That's a big deal. I mean, do you? Do, I mean, do you get it now? Do you get it? I mean, I know you, you. There was a lack of respect for what Corey Joseph was giving you, and what's going, you know, and all that. But do do, do people understand that this entire thing was built around having De'Aaron Fox out there and what it means to have him? One hundred percent. De'Aaron Fox is that dude, Jason. I've been getting into it. Not, I wouldn't say getting into it. There's just been discussions. It hasn't been vitriol or nothing like that but I've been kind of looking at the landscape and I remember we had the discussion on here about early December or something like that and sports center somebody put out like who would you what point guard would you start a franchise with John Morant Trey Young or Shea Gilgers Alexander and I said dear Fox (laughs) you know I mean and that started that debate and everything like that and I've revisited it since then and I mean, this is this guy, he is a guy, like you talked about. He's the straw that stirs the drink. And I know it's kind of it's kind of weird to have this discussion with the numbers that Trey is putting up, but I just I don't want to say I don't want to say De'Aaron is better because I don't want to dismiss what Trey is doing. But man, I think De'Aaron, you can make the argument that he's better than Trey Young. He's more valuable. What he's doing on the court is leading to wins and winning basketball more than what Trey Young is doing in Atlanta. And I just, I, I, I feel like what he is bringing to the table, and now we're seeing him healthy, he's kind of, he's got the shoulder or whatever. That's an issue in an abdominal thing. But the ankle really hindered what he was doing, even when he did come back. And we're seeing him put it all together. And mentally, his mental approach to the game and being a leader to this team is starting to match up with the physical stuff. And, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He has been absolutely phenomenal. In their wins, he's averaging 22.9 points, six and a half assists, one and a half steals, 3.6 rebounds. So, I mean, we still going to, you know, and 
He actually makes 71.8% of his free throws and wins. He only he makes 63.4% of his free throws and losses. So, yeah, so it's like, come on, you know. So, you know, but outside, you know, you know, he's still a young guy. But I think what you're seeing is that there's some intangibles about him that you can't duplicate, you know. You can't put Corey Joseph out there and ask him to do what De'Aaron does. You can't put Yogi out there. There's some things that he can do. And just even those late game situations. And he's, and he's showed that since he was a rookie, that in those mm-hmm. late game situations, he can come up big. But now he's understanding that I can't wait to the fourth quarter. I can't wait to the third quarter. I got to get us going now. Right. right. And I, and I, and I know that, I mean, I know there was a lot of uh, the whole trade job. People weren't even mentioning De'Aaron anymore. It's crazy how was it, three years ago it was all about Fox and Lonzo, Fox and Lonzo and Markel. No right. one mentions either any of them now. Right. Right. <laughs> just that quick. But I, I think a lot of it is just that um, Trey puts up big numbers, you know. But you know, you could argue they're empty numbers. You, could, I mean, I'm I, that's not my argument. I get, I you know, but you know, yeah, you say Trey didn't have John Collins for twenty five games. De'Aaron didn't have Marvin Bagley, no. So I mean, there's you know, and you know, fact is Trey does play in the East. Mm-hmm. He and does you, play you in can't the have, East. You can't have that many wins in the East, and, and you know, and I know and, I'm not trying to take away his All Star bid, but I mean, come on, man, you can't have that few wins in the East, and me look at you like. You know, you're that dude. You know, like I said, maybe Regency bias. I, look, Fox is my guy. I've been following this guy since he was a, a freshman at Kentucky. So a little bias when it comes to that. But I just I look at Trey Young and I feel like if when Atlanta gets good, if they get good, Trey's not going to be averaging those numbers. Like for them no. to be better, those got to come down. If you, you know look at the, some of their recent games. His scoring is down, and they've won a couple of games except for last night. There, there's something else going on with that team. There's something internally wrong with them. There ain't no way in hell they should get beat that bad by that Memphis team. <laughs> that was crazy. Ain't, ain't no way. That, no, there's something. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm a Charles Barkley school. You lose by more than twenty, like that. Somebody didn't quit. There ain't no way in the world that you a professional. You getting beat by forty against a Memphis team that's. Solid, but it's not the Lakers, right? It's not they, the Clippers. They, like, they, they don't have they, they don't have Jaron Jackson or Brandon Clark. You got Anthony. You got lit up by Anthony Tolliver last night. <laughs> and, and I like at. That's not, that's not a shot at at. That dude just got <laughs> just on the team. It is. He literally just got on the team. I mean, he probably just got off the flight and took <laughs> took an Uber over to the to the game. <laughs> right. I mean, right. my God. I oh, I saw. I was like, wow. Yeah, so I, but I think De'Aaron is becoming. I, I see him ascending. I don't. I still think he got a way to go before you're an all. He's an all star in the West, just because. I mean, it's 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 a, it's brutal in the West, and you know Trey's in the East, and I think if Trey hadn't gotten voted in by the fans, I don't think he would have been an all star because I think Jalen Brown would have got his spot. Mm. It's my personal opinion. Right. You know, go Bears go and yeah, yeah I I re- and I remember and yeah. I remember when Kings fans were laughing at the Celtics. Ah oh, ha! Look what they gave Jalen Brown. Ha 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 ha! They're crazy. See, Buddy's gonna be Buddy's gonna be a bargain compared to Jalen Brown. Oh yeah, shut up, bro. These Kings fans be saying some wild stuff, bro. And I'm like, they, I'm like first off, stay out that man's things, man. Yeah, stay out that man's pockets. Number one, number two, don't you diss Jalen Brown? <laughs> I said, I know y'all don't get that he plays defense. I know you don't understand that. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe you have no use for that, but hey, you you know, go Bears. Well, 
Well, look, that goes. I, I, that's a great segue into what I wanted to, and we'll come back to Fox too because there's another question we're gonna have have to ask. But there's something that I wanted to bring up to you, Jason, and I want to know if you saw the same thing. Um, I I wasn't watching the game Friday live. I had my my son had basketball practice. I was the assistant coach, so I was there. I saw the last thirty seconds of the game, or whatever the case may be. I was following the score, or whatever. So I went back. Um, either Friday night or Saturday, something like that, and watched the second half of that Grizzlies game. And Jason, the Sacramento Kings, how do I put this? In that second half, especially in that fourth quarter, that may have been the best stretch, best half, whatever you want to say, that I've seen them play in the last 15 to 20 years. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. They were physical on the defensive end. They were active on the defensive end. All five guys were engaged defensively on the boards. Offensively, Memphis was coming at them. Memphis was physical on their defensive end. And the poise that that Kings team had on the offensive end to run their stuff, to make the extra pass, to make solid pass. Jason, I promise you I'm not exaggerating. I hadn't seen... A, a level of poise and execution from a Kings team like that. I'll even shorten it and say in 10 years, you know what I mean? I was so blown away by how to execute it. Now I kind of got washed away because that last minute was embarrassing and ridiculous. Yeah, because you this Kings I mean? teams love to be up by 12 and be like, you know what? 12 minutes, well, by 12, three minutes, let's make this interesting. Let's start let's do doing this. Some, let's do what we do, all right? Let's, let's do, do what and, we do. What bothers me about that is that you can't use the it's a young excuse in them situations. Go back no. to that game in San Antonio. That was yeah. Trevor Ariza or and you know and or Harrison and uh Cor, Cor, you know Corey Joseph making mistakes. Right. That's Harrison right. Barnes losing the ball in Memphis. Right. That wasn't that wasn't Justin James losing the ball. So there's still something to do, but I I just like the fact that they got hit in the mouth and they said, you know what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. They stood you know, there. They, they took it. I was so impressed by that. It's particularly that fourth quarter. Cause that because Memphis was fighting for their lives almost. They had lost what six in a row at the time. Um, and they were battling and they were hitting the Kings. Valanchunas was wild. Valanchunas was wild in that fourth quarter. Nobody backed down. Alex Lynn didn't back down. Harry Giles didn't back down. Bielitsa didn't back down. Bazemore. Dylan Brooks is a walking hack. Fox handled the ball, you know what I'm saying, when he was grabbing and pushing him the whole time. I'm I'm not even lying, Jason. I hadn't seen nothing like that in a decade from this franchise. I was so impressed. I might have seen, you know, bits and pieces of it, but... I think for what makes this different for them too is just the circumstance. You're talking about a team trying to make a push. You know, this I mean, this franchise over the last 13, 14 years hasn't played many meaningful games in March. Mm-hmm. So to be playing meaningful basketball this time of year is just an accomplishment. And for all the, the drama and whatever before, during this year, if you would have told them going into the season that they would be within three games down the stretch, they might have thought they'd have a better record. But they would expect to be here. So, you know, this season still has plenty that they can get from it. So, I, I mean, this is going to be an interesting little stretch for them. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, you know, before this stretch, I was like, let me see, can I call it a job and be like, you know what? No more travel this season. You don't need to go across the country and watch them play a game that means nothing. I was about to be at the point where I'd be like, hey, if it ain't L.A. or New York, I don't want to go. 
<laughs> like I said, maybe New Orleans. I go New You on. gotta hop on that on that bird now, man. You gotta hop on I'm, that bird. I'm, I'm doing it on I'm doing it on on Friday night to go to Portland, but that's also because Nike's in Portland. You know, everybody knows I'm a Nike junkie. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta talk off air. We gotta talk off air. I might have to cash up you a little something. Man. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> but um, so yeah, meaningful basketball in March. I gotta ask the question, Jason, and. I ain't even going to lie. You know, I keep it a stack. You keep it a stack here on the throne with Breakdown. Swagger jack this question. I swagger jack this question, okay? Somebody, I'm not naming names, but this question was put out somewhere else. And I ain't, look, I took that content. I just took it, all right? <laughs> and I got I to gotta ask the question here. Who's the most responsible for this King's turnaround? I'm going to give you four choices and see if any of them match up with your answer. Is it Fox being the guy, like we talked about, the straw that stirs the drink? Is it Harry Giles and what he's brought to the table? He's been phenomenal. Is it Vladi Divac going and making moves for Alex Lynn and Kent Bazemore? Or is it Luke Walton, who made the switch in Chicago and has put all this stuff together, you know, pretty much on the fly? Who do you give the most credit to for turning this thing around i'm gonna rank them i start i go luke mm. De'Aaron. i go luke De'Aaron, vlade then no no luke De'Aaron, harry then vlade and let me mm. explain that i go with luke for this number one they were in a uh given buddy's temperament the way they were playing if if he if he if he benches buddy and it goes bad Talk about a bad situation in that locker room. He did it anyway. They make a trade for uh, you know for a Kent Bazemore, and he sticks it. He pulls ahead and plays him. You know he could have been like oh he's a new guy you know whatever he he ride he rides with it. You know he had the tough love coaching so to speak with Harry to where when Harry was messing up on defense early as a starter he would sit Harry. And now look at and now look at Harry now in the fourth quarter compared to say three weeks ago, and he stayed consistent. He didn't he didn't waver. He knows buddies didn't like the decision, but he made the decision. You know he he to me he went with that. And then the second thing I, I go to De'Aaron because De'Aaron has De'Aaron and Luke have stayed in contact. You know they they communicate well, and De'Aaron. Essentially, when he when he when he made the, the decision to go with Buddy off the bench, that was on like Luke telling De'Aaron, "You got the keys now, run with it." And De'Aaron's done that. De'Aaron's taken the ball and he's run with it. And then I go to Harry because this is a guy who you go back to September October, organization shows no faith in him. You know, don't pick up his option, says he has to earn a contract for next year, you know, you know, puts out there that, you know, essentially he didn't work hard enough this summer. I still believe that Harry was more injured at the end of the year than they want us to believe. I saw that man trying to move in Vegas. I, I didn't, that was not a healthy player. So I, you know, but, you know, he won't, you know, he's not throwing anybody under the bus. And he took the, the you know, the coaching, the critiques, you know, you know, that, that game against Miami right after, you know, it might have been right before the break where, you know, you know, Bam gets to cooking against him because they're putting him in, in constant actions because he's the least experienced guy. He gets, he gets, he gets, he gets yanked. He, what, he, what, what did Harry do? He came back better. He's better now. 
So then I go to Vlade because, oh, not like, no, dump on Vlade, but those moves he made, I mean, yeah, they were guys that could help, but those moves were, were, were being made to correct the mistakes of last summer. If you don't give Dwayne Dedman that contract, there is no need to have to trade Trevor Ariza and those guys to create an extra roster spot to bring those other guys on. And you were able to find a team to take Dwayne back. And, you know, luckily for you, those two moves gave you a Baysmore. Alex Lynn's been a surprise. I mean, the guy was hurt. So he wasn't even playing. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And in their case, you're making moves to basically fix a mistake. And it turns out well for you. And I, the, I'll get you my uh, my rankings as well. But the Vladi thing, I wanted to have the Vladi thing higher. I wanted Vladi to smell his roses, man. You know what I'm saying? I wanted him to smell his roses because they, they be on that boy Vladi so hard. Some of it is warranted. A lot of it is warranted. But they never. I feel like they never give him credit for the moves that do work. You know, whether it's these trades, whether it's mm-hmm. Bielitsa. He'll never you know get I mean? credit. He'll yeah. never get credit because you know, if somebody it, told me, you know. First off, people assume big guys aren't bright anyway. Mm. I mean, that's that's just the unfair stereotype. And then he doesn't speak the Queen's English. He has a thick accent, and English is a second language. So mm. when he, when he speaks to you, sometimes it may not come out as articulate or as smooth as you would like. So he'll never get credit. And I mean, and like I said, I'm not shitting on Vlade for you know per se. I'm just saying that. Those moves he made, if you get the things in the summer right, you're not making those moves. But they they did get they did they did they did fix it. They did the best they could to kind of just you know move forward because you know he could have he could have been stubborn and said you know what I'm going to make Dwayne Detman things going to work. Right. You know, and, and he and didn't. So, and I'll and I'll take a point off for Vladi because with Alex Lynn at least. That wasn't the guy they wanted. <laughs> they made the and number one. They made the move to get rid of Deadman's contract, and then number two it was like we got Jabari Parker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's not like oh we got Alex Lynn and Alex Lynn was like a it made the the trade work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I I, I don't think that was his goal. So. I can't say like that was his intention to bring Lynn in, but he gets points for bringing him in, right? He, he brought him in here and it worked. And then with the whole Blazer thing, once again, like you said, it was to make up for mistakes in the summer, but we can't disregard the fact that he brought Baysmore in. So right. I'm gonna yeah. put I'm gonna put Blot I'm gonna put Vladi. This is tough. I'm gonna put Vladi third there. I'm gonna put Harry fourth. Everything you said about Harry was was right on point, and they're like in a tie for third and fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to, to me, there, there's there's not much separation between the four. It's not like Luke is overcoming Vlade's, like adding me to the roster and asking <laughs> me to play. It's not like you know, oh God, this is the worst decision ever. I got to play Jason tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I I think they you have to you know for all the. For all the people who dumped on Vlade and Luke, you got to give them credit. Yeah, and, and I agree. And, and there's people who won't give them credit no matter what they do. Not at all. You Not know, at because all. You've got your people who are like, still, he didn't draft Luca. I'm like, get over it. Luca ain't coming walking through that door. Get over it. It's time to move on, guys. Come on. I mean, it's time to you move know, on. if 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 your if your argument against Vlade is always going to go back to he didn't draft Luca, okay. Okay, so what's that? So yeah, and okay, okay, yeah, okay. We get it. He didn't draft Luca. We get it. Deal with what you got. You know, make what you got work. 
We'd like to pause for a brief minute to ask you, our faithful and loyal listeners, to click into the show notes for today's episode and then follow the link that's there to a very short survey. You all know so much about us, our music, our food, our WWE viewing habits, and we don't know anything about you. The survey is 11 super simple questions and will take you less than a minute. I promise. So head to the show notes for today's episode and click on the link. And thanks for taking the time to do that. We always love hearing from our listeners and we appreciate your support. Thank you. And I I say all that to say, I agree with you that Luke probably should be number one here. And a slight, slightly above De'Aaron because I look at De'Aaron. De'Aaron's great. He's been playing great. I don't want to diminish it. I mean, look, I'm sitting here saying, like, that's the guy I would start a franchise with as a point guard, right? But kind of expected from from De'Aaron, right? Like, this, none of this would work if De'Aaron isn't ascending the way he is right now. So, you know, maybe kind of expected. But Luke, Luke Walton, I know you can you can poke holes. People will poke holes if they want to or whatever. But this is the second time he's made season-saving decisions. The first one was when against, you know, all uh, conventional wisdom, you paid Deadman all this money, five, six games in, he said, no, Rashawn Holmes is starting. He's better right now. And that kind of kept them above above water while Marvin was out, De'Aaron went out, all this other stuff, kept them above water. They don't have that stretch. We're not even here today. And then, like you mentioned, that buddy thing could have went real left. Real left. And Luke said, no, this is the move to make, right? This is the move to make. This is what you got to do. And he made it. And it has worked. The other thing that I like about Luke and that I've that I've realized about him, and this is a this goes back to what you were talking about, what we talked about in the past, about what we saw last year not necessarily being sustainable and going through some growing growing pains. Luke Walton, it's clear to me that. He is making it known with playing time, with his voice and practice, all this other stuff, that first and foremost, we want to be a physical defensive team. And if you are not willing to defend by any means, you can't play for me. Simple as that. And the team has seemed to bought in. It helped with the new guys coming in and doing what they're doing. But that is more sustainable, not for not only for the rest of this season, but for his tenure going on with this team, like you, I'm a big believer. You've got to defend first. You have to defend first. And Luke has, he's, you know, some guys, whether it's Buddy Hield or whatever the case may be, it seemed like they went kicking and screaming. Like, no, I want to get buckets. No, I want to get buckets. No. Luke had to battle with these guys throughout the first couple months of the season to say, no, we're going to defend. And if you're not going to defend, you're not going to play. And I think it's manifested itself into what we're seeing right now, this team is, like I talked about that other day in Memphis, I was blown away. I was blown away by how this team is defending right now. And Luke gets all the credit in the world for that, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, I think what you, if you listen to things Luke has been saying all year, he's been preaching a message of for us to be where we eventually want to be, we have to become good in these things. And and like I've said, people have, people have thought I was hating on Dave Yeager when I said it. And I wasn't hating on Dave. Dave was doing the best thing for the squad. But what I said was the way they played last year was not sustainable in the sense that if you're going to be, ever be a good team, you just can't try to outscore everybody. 
I mean, and that was the best thing for that group. It's not a, it's not no shot at Dave, but to get to the next level, you got to get tougher, you know, and some of that is getting tougher guys on the team. I even asked Harry about that. He was like, I don't want to knock nobody before, but maybe it's just clicking. I'm like, I'll, I'll say it for you, Harry. This team is tougher. <laughs> you didn't have, you know, I mean, a couple of years ago, your toughest wing defender was Vince Carter. Garrett, mm. you know, you know, and then it was Garrett, you know, it was, it was Vince and Garrett and yeah. two guys who were not part of your long-term plans. And now maybe if you if you can resign a Kenton Baysmore in the offseason, now you got a guy who brings that who's part of your plans beyond, you know, becoming in to be a mentor. Like I, I've been saying, stop signing mentors and get players. Yeah. You got like, Facts. I mean, the teams have like 18 coaches. They got plenty of <laughs> Rico Hines is a great mentor. <laughs> right. But you didn't, My. you know, you know, you need, you're not asking Rico to also give you 15 minutes a night. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so I mean, you had to, you had to shift to the point where you weren't just signing guys or bringing in guys who were older to kind of mentor. Because the problem with that is that you got guys who kind of feel like, you know what, I can still play. Mm-hmm. I ain't this young dude ain't better than me. Right. You know, right. so and they were right. You know, when George Hill signed at that stage of the game, De'Aaron Fox was not a better player than George Hill at that stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Just based on knowledge, experience, you know, he was not a better player. So to ask the guy you paying seventeen million dollars a year to be like, you know what, step back and teach this guy to take your job. Right. Mm, I don't not, know. Not happening. Not like my that, job. Like, like, <laughs> like Brett Favre said back in the day with Aaron Rodgers, ain't my job to get him ready. Get <laughs> himself ready. No, as, the great Mac, as the great Mac Dre said one time, not my job. Right. Shout out to my, my people in Vallejo. Everybody knows not I live in the I live in, I live in the seven oh seven, you know. Shout out to uh what's the magazine street? Is that the street? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's where uh, I believe uh, the area E40 was hanging out at. Mac Dre's from the Crest, you know. I used to the live crest. near the Crest. Shout out to the Crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, let's stop for people because <laughs> you know, what are they talking about? The, the, the Crest, <laughs> Magazine Street. What what's going on? Shout out to E40. That's the homie. And, you know, yeah. the homie RJ and all them. My uh, you know, my my Earl Stevens wines. I be you know drinking on some. I gotta try. Some. I never had some of that before. I gotta try. You gotta have the uh, let me see the Tropiscato. Is pretty good. The red blend is is really good too. But he's got man, Fody got tequila. He got this, uh, you know, the Slurricane. I've been, I've, oh yeah, I've, I've, I got some off the air stories about that Slurricane. I've, you know, <laughs> we won't, we won't get it. We'll keep it a, we keep it a child friendly show. We won't Let's get into, we won't get into the Slurricane adventures. <laughs> so before before we uh because there was a couple other little mini things that i wanted to ask you and bring up to you before that uh one more thing on the kings it's not all roses right now because one thing that stuck out to me is through everything that's gone on and then the lineup changes and they're playing better or whatever seems like bogdan Bogdanovich is kind of struggling hopefully for his sake he bounced out of it in this game against detroit the other day 15 points five or 12 and it really happened like in the end of the second quarter in the second half when he started to feel good because he wasn't shooting good before that um but february wasn't a good month for him and uh shooting wise offensively and i that's that's the weird part about this they're playing better he's in the starting lineup that has changed some things a lot but he hasn't played as well as i think he could have so uh do you agree that if they're going to get where they want to get the playoffs you're gonna need a little bit more out of bogey. Yeah, you're gonna need him to like make his free throw. You know, like, like, in some ways, similar to him, you got to make his free throws, and 
he's a guy we know can who can and will get hot. You know, but his last ten games is only shooting thirty seven point five percent, just twenty seven point eight percent from three in that stretch. So I mean, yeah, you're gonna need more from him eventually. But you know, but I think the 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 fact that he's just still even when he's not shooting well, he seems to stabilize things. And one of the things that they like about him is that one of the kind of the holes in this team was just a lack of basketball experience, basketball IQ. And I even hate using that term because people take it as saying a player is stupid. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there's a there's certain experiences and things you just get only from playing. And he's played so much with his international play to where he can see things that maybe a younger guy doesn't see. So even if he's not shooting well, he's still valuable. So you need his IQ out there because he might be able to say he he can sense. Okay, I need to take over. To, I need to bring the ball up and let De'Aaron just attack. You know, he knows how to do those things. So I I think I I don't worry about. I mean, I, we've seen him slump before and snap out of it. And just because I think it doesn't change when he's not shooting well, it doesn't change how he plays. Right. Exactly. There are guys yeah. if they're not shooting well. They're not going to do anything. I mean, it, you know, is, is, is he, you know, is he Jalen Brown on defense? No, but he's going to give the same effort, you mm-hmm. know. You know, mm-hmm. he may get beat off the dribble sometimes. Yeah, but he's also going to be in the right spot, which gives you a better chance to stop those situations. He's not going to be completely out of position, you know. He's not on, on a pick and roll. He's not just going to uh, let the guy go by and then not, you know, just oh, we've seen before. <laughs> just, just okay. Here comes a screen. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop. Right. You know? uh, oh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't do anything. Luke, the guy set a screen. Like, did you try to go? <laughs> did you Did you try anything? I just watched the guy get that. Did know. you try anything? You know. You know. Shoot. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Man. I don't really worry. I mean, I, I said I know the numbers haven't been good lately overall, but I don't worry about him at all. I just think they just gotta, you know, kind of. You just kind of know you you work through these things, you know. You know, you look at his last, you know, even his last five games, he had a he had a twenty point game against the Clippers. So it may overall look bad, but I mean that was just a little more than a week ago, right? You know, yeah, he had point. seventeen against the Warriors. You, you know, he wasn't good against OKC, but you know, hey, that was just a you know nor Memphis, but they won that game, right? So I think I think overall he'll be okay. I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. You know, he's low key funny. You know, people don't <laughs> yes. know. I'm actually working on a story about that. Him and his him and his best his best friend buddy. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. and, and and there's some funny stuff between those two. They're basically you no know, two international players who who bond over the idea that they're like, hey, we're they're both gym rats. So that's why I don't worry about him either. You know, he's tough, he'll play through stuff. He, he's going to keep on, like Luke said, if he's missed 10 in a row, he can shoot again because he might make the 11th and then make five in a row. I I feel like I saw some signs of him, hopefully, snapping out of it uh, in the second half of that Detroit game. Just just the way he was shooting the ball with confidence. And, you know, he started to – it was one of the – a couple of those shots were like bogey specials where um, he just catch and catch and shoot without even really – no hesitation, no thought about it. And, and it was pure, you know what I mean? So – Hopefully he comes out of that. Two things I wanted to uh, get to before we really close it out with this Wizards game tonight. Speaking of Washington, yesterday on Twitter, Candace Buckner, I don't know if you know Candace, but Candace yeah, Buckner. Yeah, I know Candace. Yeah, the Washington Post. Says she's, she had a tweet where she said she's been coming to Sacramento for so many years, 
and she still doesn't have a go-to place to eat. And she, people were offering suggestions to her. She's like, anybody in Sacramento, where should I go eat? And I'm not really a foodie. I don't. I don't really. I don't really venture I, too I, much out I of am, what I do. But I'm do. not a local foodie. I'm like, when I'm home, I like to cook. Mm. So I'm not. Really, I, I'm, I'm the worst like local person. I suggest the fixings. Uh, like I said, Candace, she's a, she's a sister, and you know she would appreciate that kind of stuff. So I said fixings. I don't know where she went. Maybe if you see her tonight, you could ask her if she actually went somewhere. But is there? So you said you're not a really a local foodie. Do you? Would you have a recommendation for Candace to go? Like where? where yeah, would I would. You I would. I would, I would I, you know, of course, you know, KJ, go Bears. You know, I gotta send people to you know to the Cal guy. Uh, back in the day you know it would have been some sandra d's but i don't know what's going on you know it's slow yeah, yeah no. sandra d's wild man i don't even know if it's in in uh in business anymore but it yeah. it, it got wild it got, it got wild. wild yeah it got wild you know <laughs> the whole little tv show thing didn't help <laughs> that, oh man i, I was like that is not going to drive up business not at all <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. So man. I mean, you got you know, uh, what's it? The the Frank. Ca- I, I'm 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 gonna mess up the name, you know. But it's right by it's Chinese spot right by the arena. I'm with Frank Fats or I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I I'm forgot the name, the name too, but I, I have the, been there. But I know exactly where it is. Frank it's, Fats, that food right? is, if you like Chinese, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that. I saw that thread. People were you know There's those at the uh, butter, the bread. Not bread. Like I said, I know where these places are, but I don't. Know, I I get the names all jacked up. Yeah. Breakfast, I don't a couple, know where none of these. There's a couple are. of breakfast spots people threw at her. Tower Cafe. You know? Shout out to my man uh, uh, Harry's. You know that's a nice little breakfast spot. You know, shout out. I know the I know the owner played basketball with his son. You know, it's been yeah, there forever. You know, Harry, Harry. At least, at least, no one sent her to In and Out. So you know, ah, come there. on now, we ain't, we ain't going there. You ain't, you ain't an anti In and Out guy, are you? I'm an anti In and Out fry guy. Oh, well, everybody should be. I agree worst, with that. We're on the same fries, page there. Worst fries in the game, and people act like I'm anti California because I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, I want a burger and fries. I don't want a burger and then fries. I have to add eight hundred things to to make edible. Very true, but those those In and Out burgers are so good. Oh, the burgers are on the, point. And a, and a I, great, I, I and a bypass great price that. Point. I overlook. Yeah, great price. Phenomenal, especially when you talk about what Five Guys and all these other people are doing with their burgers. Charging me, uh, I got to get a, a goddamn um, student loan to get their burgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, In and Out price point is is a one, a one. Their burgers are so good. This is how good their burgers are. So good. I overlook those trash fries. I don't. I don't even order them. I just get a shake. I'm like, give, give my fries in a shake or my fries in a lemonade. I'm like, no, keep them fries. I mean, I had the fries <laughs> animal style. It was good, but I'm like, this is a lot no, of stuff man. to put on the fries yeah, to man, make them edible. No, to make them edible. We ain't feeling all that. We ain't feeling all that. Yeah, because people don't even know. Low key, the best fries in the game might be at Arby's. I don't know that. I got to say, I, had, I, I was in they high school. The, are they the seasoned curly fries? Uh, like the seasoned fries? I don't think. They got something on them. I know back in the day when I was in high school, my homeboy, we were in the football team. He worked at Arby's. So we would we would go to Arby's and load up on sandwiches. And I'm like, these fries are the best. So, yes, yeah. yeah, I've got. Yeah. And I said, I'm a, I'm a foot. Like I said, this next road trip I got coming up. Well, Portland's got some good food spots. And then uh, Houston, you know, I always got to hit the breakfast club up, you know. OK. You never know who you okay. might see there. Orlando, yeah. I don't really have anything. In Orlando, but I usually end the night with some. Uh, what's the spot I go to? Or uh, trying to think, it's it's the 
It's the it's a burger. It's the, uh, I'm blanking on the name, of what's, course. While, while we're on Orlando, what's Orlando like? I've never been to Orlando. I, I get like the, the vibe outlets. that Orlando is almost like Sacramento. Yeah, I like the outlets. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not exactly where I go and like, yay, I'm in Orlando. It's like, okay, I'm in Orlando. Sounds like Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't think it ranks highly on the visiting writers list of places that want to be. But then New Orleans, that's you know, that's oh. where the die goes out the goes out the window. Oh. Actually, it's, yeah, it goes out the flew out the window. The I, oysters. I, I found said, this crispy. I found this crispy cream bread pudding out there. Oh my goodness, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I've said before, I'm not a foodie. You know what I mean? I'm not really, you know, like I said, I stick to my little spots. I went to New Orleans. Oh my gosh, bro. The food out there is crazy. Crazy. Everywhere you go, big helpings and it's bomb. Like, right. Yeah. It's, and, it, and the New prices Orleans are crazy. normally pretty good in New Orleans. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then also shout out to the drive through daiquiris too. You can go get your yeah. drive through daiquiri at yeah, any, I can't any time of the day. I, I can't remember if I even drove in New Orleans. I just kind of walk around in various states of soberness, you know. But of course, <laughs> after work, not before work, because you know, I would yes. never, I would never have like a hand grenade and then go to go to work, no matter right. how bad the Kings were playing. I have to have a clear mind before I watch them. Afterwards, I might need to recuperate because yeah, you, you never know what you're gonna see. But I'll be out there this month when they uh. When they're at New Orleans, which actually now could be a game. It's going to be a big time. It's going to be a big game, you know. Next Wednesday is going to be a big game at the Golden One. Maybe the biggest game in Golden One Center history to date. Next Wednesday. Pelicans come to town. National Uh TV. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And De'Aaron owes owes Lonzo one. He owes Lonzo. Oh, yeah. Because the last couple of times Lonzo been the Golden One, Lonzo kind of gave him that work. Yeah. Lonzo gave him that work. That that last Laker game he played, Lonzo gave him some work. And this last New Orleans game, Lonzo gave him some work. It's lit, man. I mean, we got about three or four games before that. We're about three games before that. Yeah, let's not yeah, yeah, don't, don't, like, don't far ahead. Right. Mess yeah. around and lose four games in a row before then. <laughs> it and talking and it about, means man, nothing. And then all we're talking about goodness, how come they just don't they draft him? Why <laughs> right. is Lonzo going to the playoffs for the Aaron? I I gotta ask one more thing here. This will be quick. And maybe you don't have any knowledge on this because you're not a you're not a local guy. But I don't know if you saw or heard, but there was a bar in Old Sack that was on Bar Rescue the other day. Have you watched that show, Bar Rescue? I've watched it before, yeah. I find it hilarious to see some of the stuff they find in those places. Oh man, it's crazy. So Bar Rescue is one of those shows that like you can go from watching one and then five hours later, you're like, damn, I didn't watch five straight hours of Bar Rescue. Like, it's one of those type of shows where you just you find yourself just continuously watching. Came to Bar uh, bar Rescue, came to Sacramento, and the guy had a sports bar in Old Sack. And I didn't see the actual episode. I'm still trying to find the clip. But apparently, um, he said something to the effect of Sacramento's not a sports town, and it's definitely not a good town for a sports bar. Something like that. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. And this had people up in arms, you know, obviously people in Sacramento are defensive about everything. And as being a son of the city, somebody born and raised here, and then I left and I've come back. I got to say John Tafter, Tafter, I think that's his name, Tafer, whatever. I got to say he's right. This is not a good town for a sports bar. I'm sorry. In this case, the truth hurts. We don't have good sports. Bars. You think you think part of it is that, especially over the last maybe say 15, 20 years, a lot of people in SAC aren't from SAC. A lot of people from LA aren't from LA, 
or live in LA okay. or from LA. I tried to I tried to give you a give you a benefit of the doubt, Saxy. Kenny shut me down. I tried yeah. I tried. I tried. I, I no, do no know excuse. that I do it's, see it's a black I mark see, on our, our record. I do see an, an inadvertent amount of other teams' apparel sold in Sacramento. Now that is embarrassing. I was I'm at talking... the gym. I was at the gym one time. They were selling Golden State Warrior rally towels. On, I'm like, I know the Kings ain't good, but dang, really? Come on, man. I'm like, we like I was like, I was like an art, and I'm like, wow. You know I don't like that, Jason. You I know. know I don't like that. I know. I'm, I yeah, know. I see that I'm a little LA. too much. In LA, they don't like other people in LA who don't like Clippers stuff being sold, and the Clippers are in LA. <laughs> it's like, why are you selling this shit? It's like, dude, they, they play in the same building. We don't. People in LA right now are mad that Bomber's trying to buy the form. Like, oh, yeah, you can't it's have about to be form. lit. You can't have the form. Well, he's just going to buy history. it to destroy it. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, Bomber, but he he might want to chill in L.A. right now. He ain't he you know he ain't walking too many hoods right now. No, well, Bombers, here's a billion. Get out of my face. <laughs> That's yeah, all he's yeah, gonna say. Yeah, he, Here, he, here's he a write billion. me a check. I'll be face. like, I, he write me a check. I'll help blow up the form. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, how much you say, Mister Bomber? Oh yeah, man, give me my hard hat. We are blown. You know what? Love you, Magic Johnson. This building got to go. Now, Kawhi <laughs> like I said needs plenty of time, Jason. Like I've said plenty of time. Yes, I can be bought. <laughs> I can be bought. And er- and everyone says yeah. they can is lying. I'm like, oh, you can't buy me. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, you know, million dollar right, man I mean, told us a long time ago. He told us a long time a ago. Until you, everybody until you get, has a price. Until you until you pull a Virgil and get mad and want to fight your boss. <laughs> You know, and one day we'll talk about that storyline, <laughs> Virgil, <laughs> D- Ted DiBiase. We'll talk the, about the, that the, one day. The 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 racial overtones of <laughs> WWE pro uh, storytelling over the years has been quite amazing. Um, quite amazing. Oh my the, the WrestleMania thing where Triple H tells Booker T. You know, people like you don't need to don't get to be champion. I was like, Come on, are we man. really saying Come this? On, man. I get that Come it's on. acting. I get that it's scripted. But my God, you have a Come tag on, team man. called Crime Time. Come and they're on. black. And they wear Tims. <laughs> and they steal things. Let, let, let me stop. Let me stop. You know, hey, because I, like I said, I know it's all entertainment. But yeah, we got one day we'll touch on just just some of the, you know, Talking about offensive things and non-offensive. We'll touch on that. One of my favorite parts before we get out of here, Million Dollar Man, he used to always have that little contest to uh, like try and give people money. And he brought this <laughs> little like nine-year-old kid out there. He's like, if you can dribble 13 times, I'll give you a $100 bill. Kid dribbles all the way to 12. Million Dollar Man kicks the ball out of his hand <laughs> before 13. <laughs> <laughs> an all-timer an all-timer shout out to ted dibiase man that, that was a great great uh great a little storyline that was but, one of the greatest gimmicks of all time oh man it was awesome it was awesome so time is up king's wizards tonight at the golden one center bradley bill trying the kings did a good job on bradley bill uh back in the fall or was it maybe winter by then out in uh dc i don't know so. i don't know if bradley was angry at that point though he's oh, yeah, angry Brad, bradley bill bradley's now. pissed off they didn't put him in all i mean i know bradley man he wearing my old high school hairstyle i know he pissed off <laughs> yeah when you rocking the, you know he got his braids in he ain't make the all-star team yeah he's he got a score yeah he yeah yeah so yeah he might be coming you know but hey Kent right. Bazemore, put Kent Bazemore on him during shoot around. Let's go. Yeah, Let's do it. Kent, no, Kent I'm all Bazemore for it. has to guard him during the layup line. Like no, Brad, no layups, Bradley. I'm guarding you in the layup line. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all yeah, for let's, it. So let's, uh, let's see if they can. Let's see if they can keep this thing going. 
And uh, yeah, I guess they got Philly without Embiid and Simmons and then Toronto. And then we'll be back next week, hopefully previewing the biggest game in Golden One Center history. Yeah, it would. It Today. really would be. It really would be because they haven't they had would. a. They didn't. They didn't have a meaningful game in March last year because they mm-hmm. shook the bed. Yeah, they was about done by March. So yeah, we'll yeah. be back next week. Jason, you'll be with us all week. Post eighty two. You know, check mm-hmm. it out, my man. Yeah. Giving that. Giving that knowledge after the game. So yeah, I we'll be around, man. All right. Shout out to the, shout out to my man on Twitter who said uh, after the Friday one where I said I hope you're not watch listening to this on a Friday night. And he was like, I listened to it like a day later while washing the dishes. <laughs> he was like, I, was listening to, I wasn't listening to it Friday. I'm like, yeah, I'm just saying. I know you love the Kings, but please yeah. don't spend your don't don't spend your Friday night waiting to talk to me. Listen to me. Listen nah, to I you. Li- listen to me whenever. Or I can, listen you can, to you can, it. You can. I listen, listen to mine. Uh, I listen to mine that the following day on Saturday while I was shaving my hair. So yeah. okay. Yeah, you're good. You're all good. Right, it's all good. All right, y'all. Y'all be good out there. You know, shout out. Yeah, you know, we'll see what goes on tonight and. Everybody has a price, and I'm waiting for my price to get called on. (laughs) I'm out of here, man. Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones, we out, man.